This is Locked in the Closet. It is Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, and today we are going to talk to Hannah Bearcat. Let's give her a call. Hello? Yo, hello, Hannah Bearcat. What's up? Ryan. How's it going? Uh, I just had some technical difficulties, which is pretty standard for me. So, uh, par for the <laughs> course. How are you? I'm good. Oh, man, it's so nice to hear your voice. Oh, that's so nice, it's to, nice hear. to hear almost anybody's voice <laughs> <laughs> that's true in well, a long time <laughs> <laughs> that it has i mean it's been longer for some people yeah today we have hannah barricat they are a four piece out of austin texas and here we go so how has this affected you personally yeah i guess we'll start there we'll start personal life as far as like work you can do as much detail okay. as you want um and then we'll just go from there so by this, you're talking about like the whole pandemic thing, right? Yeah. Basically, how yeah. has this affected you personally? Well, personally, I guess I would say that this whole thing started bringing things down around March 7th, whenever the mayor announced that certain things were going to be closing down. They canceled South by Southwest. Uh -huh. um, I, aside from the band being very active during South by Southwest. I also had a lot of work that I was doing for, I was doing a couple of things for a label for one of the performances that was going to be happening on the 19th. I had a lot of different brand ambassador jobs that I was doing because I, I fill my daytime life with um, brand ambassador jobs. Hey, can to I ask make you, sure that I can, can yeah. I ask you real quick about brand ambassador? Uh, uh, being, I know, right? Being a brand ambassador, because funny enough, I just on Instagram not too long ago and I had a request and I was like, well, who's this? And it literally was be a brand ambassador for this com clothing company out of Japan. And okay. I was like, all right, click the, the, the icon and there's zero followers, zero posts, zero, <laughs> zero anything. I'm like, well, that's spam. But that sounds shady. I do know that brand being a brand ambassador is a thing. It's actually a very more common than you'd actually think about it. So I this past year has been really hard for me financially because I self produced and self released my record and it was really hard to maintain life with just my performance income because for the past seven years or so I've been doing cover music gigs and original gigs. The cover music gigs are usually private events, and generally, I do them as a solo act, um, and that's how I make all of my money. Well, you um, have you have the pipes to pull that well, off, I must you. say. It, I mean that that portion of my job life actually helps me keep my chops up because I have to learn new current songs, I have to learn things that people are going to recognize, and then I can't just learn 
any old song. I always pick songs that are really hard and really complicated and challenging vocally. And I love the divas that are out there right now. So I'm always learning, you know, new Jesse J songs and Sia songs, Kelly Clarkson, um, John Legend, things like that. So uh, it's really helped keep me, you know, on top of my game, which right now I <laughs> I feel like such a gremlin these past few weeks because like allergies are getting to me and I'm not singing every day like I usually am. And I just feel, um, but <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, so that's how I am. Uh, but the, the brand ambassador thing, I, I wasn't able to make enough money that I needed to make to start covering costs for the album, for merch, for all these different things. So I was starting to do secondary jobs that I'm not, I've never really done ever. And so I was looking for things that were a little less traditional so that I had more flexibility. And I saw an advertisement for to be a brand ambassador for Chameleon Cold Brew, which I'm a huge fan of their coffee. And I've been drinking it for a long time. And I only drink it when I have excess money because, well, not excess, but when I have like when treat you, money because when you got Chameleon's that tre- expensive. Yeah, when you got that treat yourself money. Exactly. Um, so when I saw that gig, I was like, well, when I was in college, I worked for Starbucks so that I could get free coffee throughout all of my college days. So I might as well do something like that now. Um, that's exactly what I did. Um, so Berkeley is expansive. Um, so yeah, so I, Oh, you're a Berkeley baby? Oh yeah. Actually the band is three quarters Berkeley babies by accident. Oh my God. You and you guys, do you, do you know anybody in all, uh, any of the guys in Chronologist? Uh, no, but I, I, I feel like Lisa would know at least one person because she like knows everybody. Um, but well, I do not. They're all from Berkeley. That does not surprise me. <laughs> well, carry on. Um, anyways, so the brand ambassador gig, I got the job and then I realized that there's this whole world of brand ambassador jobs and they're not maybe what you think they are. Um, so like for me, I go to special events and private events that I do like uh, pop up demos and things like that, where I basically just give away this, the product for free uh-huh. and that's supposed to create brand awareness. So it's kind of fun for me because I don't have to sell, even though I'm, I'm pretty good at sales, but like I just get to give people stuff and it makes them really happy. And like, here, take baby. this smile. Yeah. They're Come like, to my coffee? shows. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm always. I am always marketing myself whenever I am doing anything else That's than good. music. Um, like if you look at my Yeti and my phone and everything, it's all pop sockets and Hannah Bearcat everywhere. <laughs> it's a bit excessive, but what are you supposed to do? Um, so yeah, so I started doing that job and then another, a couple of other jobs popped up that were brand ambassador related. And I tried to be selective about brands that I actually really appreciate and support. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've mostly been working for Chameleon, but, all that to say that starting on the 6th and 7th, whenever South by was canceled, um, all the brand ambassador jobs immediately canceled doing demonstrations where you give away product in person because right. they knew more than we did. Oh. And you could really tell because it all shut down pretty quickly. So I scrambled to get a bunch of new job, a bunch of new brand ambassador gigs over that weekend and try to find other gigs like musician gigs to cover what I had lost. Right. And I did. And then that following Friday, again, everything got canceled again in a new wave of um, potential regulations and restrictions on the city. And then on the 17th, I was actually at a gig when um, the governor announced, well, then when the mayor announced that the city would be stopping, um, would be closing down bars and restaurants 
for public, um, you know, interaction Dang during it. on St. Patty's Day. I bet that hurt like right, right during the set. You're like, oh, I cried my face off because I was supposed to leave like immediately. So I didn't even get to play. I was supposed oh, to play starting no. at 1230 and I got there at 1115. I set up my equipment. I was ready to go. It was a well-paid gig. I was very excited. Um, and I checked my phone at 12 o'clock and they, and they announced it at 12 and said, right now, as of this moment, everything's closed. And I was like, well, shit. You're like, boo. Um, boo. Well, I actually had to go tell the bar staff and the manager because they weren't paying any attention. I was like, you guys check the news? I'm like, no, why? I'm like, well, we're not allowed to work right now anymore. <laughs> and I showed it to them and they were like, well, you know. But, <laughs> like, yep. They all poured themselves some shots and just sat back and said, well, we've been prepping for three hours to do St. Patty's Day and that ain't happening. So ain't it no was more. very somber. Yeah. So, so personally, it's affected me really hard in waves. And after the 17th, I haven't left my house except to go buy groceries. Um, and I've gone three times and I don't intend to go out anytime soon because I have my father. He lives across the parking lot from my husband and I, and he is in his, he's close to 70 and he has a heart condition and a lot of other things. So I, I'm even afraid to go over there right now. I go over and like stand at his balcony and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, come give me a hug. I'm like, Oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming anywhere near you. Like you're like, I love offering, you and I'm yeah. going to be over here because I love you. Exactly. And like, it's, it's, it's hard because he was also going out like multiple, like he would go out like once a day and I'm like, you're you're insane and you're pissing me off um he finally caught you know he got the memo yesterday he started to feel a little bit more somber about this whole thing and was like i i think it's just getting serious and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> it it's really crazy it took for, you a while <laughs> yeah it's crazy to see um because i'm i'm an i'm an avid follower of the news everybody knows that yeah i'm right there with you but like now, now is the time to pay attention if any time and yeah. it's wild to see, you know, different parts of our country that that are still not shelter in place because they don't think that it's that big of a deal because they don't want their economy hurt. And other places yeah. like New York and, and, <clears throat> and I mean, even Texas now, like making moves. So it's 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 wild because this is, for lack of better words, a, a massive social experiment if you just view it through the lens of 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 the of the news feed and the drip that we get and you get Ugh. and you get to go well why is alabama doing this and minnesota's doing that and wait what law just got passed and where's my check and it's just like <laughs> like you lose exactly. you lose track of everything and you know i like to i like to dig into some of the uh some of the legislation that they pass before it goes or as it comes out of committee and stuff, just to kind of, you know, see the highlights and see what's happening. Because, yeah, I told a buddy today, uh, politics is the best reality TV show ever. I'm, ugh, I hear you. And I don't, I don't say that because Trump is in office. It literally, you know, put, put any person in his position. It's still going to be this wild shit show of corruption and backstabbing and what can I totally. sneak in this bill and da, 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 da. But, but yeah, to see to see the wave, like you said, the wave of action taken by the administration, by the states, by our local governments and and businesses. Like I'm still at work, but I'm on split shifts, so I work two days, I'm off two days, I work two days, I'm off two days. Um, Are you interacting with people? 
the people that I work with. Yeah. Because the theory is if you split the crew in half, if one person gets sick on the on crew A, then everyone goes home from crew from crew A. And the same for B. Like they've let all mm-hmm. the they've let all the part-time people well, I'm sorry, we don't have any part-time people. They let all the hourly people go. Um gotcha. because I get paid off the jobs that I do, not the time that I'm there. So it technically doesn't really cost the the place any money to have me there except for like insurance if I get mm-hmm. hurt on the job. But uh, it's really weird because the last time the economy tanked, and, and I know this, you know, both or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The pandemic and the stock market crashing are uh, hand in hand. So t- 10 years ago when I was overseas contracting, the the stock market crashed because of the housing bubble and I was sitting on a solid paycheck regardless of what happened in the United States. And Mm -hmm. I bought a house for dirt cheap and I'm really lucky for doing what I did back then. Now I'm on, you know, shoes on the other foot and I really want to be back overseas making that nice money uh, that I wouldn't have to worry about it. But it's, it's just crazy. It is crazy. Wow. I'm really grateful though for you that you have a job because not everybody does. I know it's not, not typical. It's not, you know, split shifts. That's not normal for you, but right. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I have never missed a payment since being an adult of, right. of from the age of I don't know, 25, 27. I am right there with you. And wait, that's when you count yourself being an adult? Oh, well, I guess having to really think about being an adult or start gotcha. thinking about being an adult. Just um, second, just... <laughs> oh, no, I'm I actually don't think I'm still an adult. We never will be. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to grow up because I'm a Toys R Us kid. And yeah, (laughs) some people won't even get the reference that'll listen to this, but uh, yeah, I just, I hope everything goes well. I'm, I'm very optimistic glass half full kind of person. I have faith in humanity, uh, to a point. (laughs) That's a pretty risky place to put your faith. Uh, it is, but you got to put it somewhere. So that I'm not going to put all the is it eggs in the basket, chickens in the basket, <laughs> whatever the whatever the analogy is. I think it's eggs. So how so for those that don't know, can you explain what Hanna Bearcat is as a band and who is involved with it and how you guys have been affected? Well, um, we are an alt rock band. We, I am the founder and the designated mom of the crew. Um, we're a four piece band. Um, like I said before, three, three quarters of us are, um, Berkeley grads. And I actually, the drummer, Lisa, I met Lisa a decade ago at Berkeley college of music and we were roommates, um, until I graduated and nice. Yeah. I, I, we were actually figuring this out, but like in October, she would have been in Austin for two years, which is really exciting because we've, I, she was driving through Texas when I was producing my record and I um, reached out to her and I was like, you have to stop by here on your way to California. So she came to see me and she was only here for like four days. And in those four days, it was ham day. So I had a gig for ham day and I was like, Lisa, come play with me. Um, Experience Austin and get to know what ham is about because it's super cool. And I don't know anywhere else that has something like them. Um, So I wanted to show her like, this town you know 
these are the things that are offered to musicians that are very unique and amazing. And, and, so hey, she, and real quick, ham is H A A M. Uh, Health Alliance. Health for Alliance. Awesome musicians. awesome musicians. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, and if anyone's looking for a place to donate, support musicians right now, ham and the Sims foundation are your jam right there. Ham, so, ham does some really cool stuff. They help out musicians with their, uh, with their um, dental, medical, uh, it, it's, it's, oh no, I'm sorry. It is just health insurance. No dental, right? Well, no, 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 no. They do, they have like a dental, like not dental plans. They have basically like certain dental offices that offer services for a discounted rate. And then ham pays most of it. And you pay a copay to the office. Um, and you get like, I think $600 a year for dental care, oh, which wow. is crazy. And every time you go in, you pay ten dollars copay. Um, Here, so there's dental, there's vision. Yeah, I got it pulled. I just pull, I just pulled up their Facebook. It says Health Alliance for Austin Musicians provides access to affordable health care for Austin's low income working musicians with a focus on prevention and wellness. Nonprofit yes. organization. Yeah, they're amazing. They That's also cool. offer like discounted YMCA um, memberships. They have like yoga sessions. They have audiologists come into their office and do hearing exams and fit you for earplugs and custom in-ear monitors. They do all. I know it's crazy. And if you really utilize their resources, I mean, you have no idea. There's, there's so many things aside from just the fact that they help. Like right now, the only reason I have insurance and my husband has insurance is because of him. Wow. I love them. I'm I'm looking on there. I guess they're (laughs) about, it says, uh, kind of repeats, but Ham provides access to affordable health care for low-income working Austin area musicians. In 2005, Ham has provided over 4,400 musicians with over 40, oh wow, 4,400 musicians with over 44 million in affordable health care, including primary and specialty care, dental, vision, hearing, alternative wellness, and Hep C treatment. Question mark. I didn't know that. <laughs> Did um, sure. I don't know why that's not under health care. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's weird. They just, they just <laughs> cited hep C treatment, like specifically. Like it's all on its own. I, um, <laughs> I don't know about that one. I didn't see oh. it before. <laughs> to me, that, to me, that the way that reads is that there's the Austin musicians have a hep C problem. <laughs> Who knows? I haven't really dug into that one to figure it out. <laughs> oh man. I needed that. Okay. So, so anyway, you're so getting continue. off topic. Okay, so Hoopsa came to visit in Austin. We went and played Ham Day, and we actually played at Holy Cow that is, like, attached to the building that Ham and the Sims Foundation are based out of. Okay. So we were playing this tiny little gig, and we got an awesome cheeseburger and fries and all these things, and we were sitting there after our performance, and this next group came up, and we saw this guy playing, and we were like, well, shoot. He's amazing and he's adorable. So we went up to talk to him and it was Anthony Bassini. And oh, yeah. So um, that was how we got Anthony. Um, <laughs> Come here. <laughs> was, yeah, I was like, you're adorable. Come here. Um, and I actually, so I mean, I don't know how long of a story you want to get into, but the shortest version is I got contracted to perform for Austin City Limits Music Festival for um, Uber for a three-day event on weekend one in 2018. So Lisa actually left town a few days after we did the ham thing. And I called her and I was like, girl, you got to get back here because I need you and Anthony and I'm going to find a bass player and we're going to do this gig. You're like, bring Um, it back. Bring it back, Lisa. Yeah. 
So Lisa drives a million miles a year. Um, she was in California and she was like, well, oh, I'm going to turn around and go back. And she came back here and okay. pretty much after that, like we did like a 10 day boot camp to get ready for this Austin city limits performance. It was a three day, like six hours of playing every day. It was insane. Um, oh, it was uh, really fun. Uh, musical boot camp, not an actual boot camp. Yeah. Musical boot camp. Gotcha. We were, I mean, none of us other than Lisa and I, none of us had played together. So I was like, Anthony, you're brand new. Want to try to do this gig with us? Like we met Anthony, like I said, it was in October and, or I guess Lisa came in September and then October was ACL. So we had like, weeks? we had like 10 days to prepare. Two, um, two weeks tops. So we, yeah. yeah. So we rehearsed every day. We did this crazy performance. And after that, I was like, I was gearing up to work on my record with John. Um, no, I was finishing the record. Man, I can't even remember things anymore. Who, who do you have uh, produce your stuff? Oh, John Moyer, um, the bass player for Wait, Disturbed. Disturbed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's a fun story too. But I, I love him so much. He's the sweetest. So I was working on the record at that time, and I was trying to. I was trying to get the project done before I start looking for musicians, but Lisa and Anthony had already played with me. Um, Willie was uh, the bassist that played with us during the Austin city limits festival. And he played with us for a few months until we found a replacement for him. He wanted to be kind of like a permanent sub um, on the journey. And so that's cool. After Yeah. So after the record was produced, when it was finalized was January, 2019. I started pulling people together. We got ready for South by Southwest. Um, these are all really weird memories now when I think about it. Um, but our first performance, like as a band performing this music in its entirety with backtrack, with all of the things that I've always envisioned for these songs was at South by last year. Whoa. That's yeah. damn. Uh, I got to say, I've seen you guys play quite a few times and if I were to take a guess at how long you have you four have been working together, I would have mm -hmm. to put it with at least I would say two years. Easily yeah, I mean, easily two years. Well, thank you. I mean it you know, I I'm a very particular person and I was really I mean, we've all been we've all pushed ourselves really hard to be the best that we can and do this record and perform this record the best that we possibly can. But it's also a matter of like, when we auditioned Allie as the bass player, I auditioned um, a handful of people and I, I sent them the hardest songs and I sent them the bass mixes and I had them come into my studio at home and do their auditions with me wearing headphones so that I could listen to every single note they played. Damn. I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm um, controlling. Um, but I'm, oh my god! Ah, <laughs> where the hell did that come from? DJ exclusive. She's controlling. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's you know, I I'm very. This is my 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 project, my baby. Like it's something that I I'm I'm also so tremendously honored that John Moyer played bass on the record and he and I worked on these lines and he wrote them and people ask me like, Oh, well how, how integral were you in that? Well, I approved them, but I sure as hell didn't write those bass lines. Right. Um, you know, I, I wrote the chord progressions. I wrote riffs. I wrote the melody, 
the lyrics, but actually doing the bass lines that he did. That was him. And it's beautiful work. And it's that finishing touch that's just glorious, in my opinion. So having having Allie, you know, audition, having anybody audition those parts, I was really particular because um, I wanted them. I didn't want someone to come in and just jam around, you know. Yeah. Um, I wanted them to come in and, and nail the part. Like it was the only thing they were there to do because, you know, at the beginning, that's what it was. Well, I mean, I mean, since it's, you know, since it's your project and your baby and your passion, I mean, just having, I think that that was the right move because it's more or less, it's a job interview. I mean, you're going to go to a job interview. You should be dressed decently, you know, not look a hot mess and (laughs) go in knowing your stuff. You know, if they're going to ask questions, have answers ready, you know, and if you don't know it, like, oh, well, but you know, for musical auditions yeah i would i would think you know having the hardest song that you know the person that created the band sends like oh well okay i gotta knock this one out of the park because if i can play this i can play the rest because this yeah, is the hardest well, one that's the funny thing too Hopefully. whenever i finally sent ali all the other songs i was like okay here's now you know you're in if you want this we're doing this um and then i sent her the other songs and she was like you picked the hardest song <laughs> like of course i did like, but I do that with everything. Whenever John came in the studio the very first time to work with me on the first song, it was Wildfire. And I picked Wildfire because that to me was the song that I was going to be the most demanding on. And I really wanted to see how we could work with like differing opinions and, and different like t- approaches for the same thing. Uh-huh. And it was really challenging. It took the longest of all the songs, but that's, uh, that was kind of the point. Is that the hardest song for you to perform? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard, but um, I wouldn't say it's the hardest. I feel like In the Night and Leave Your Light On are the hardest songs to perform at any given point in the day or night, anytime. (laughs) First song, Um, last song, don't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. But Wildfire is also really difficult. The funny thing about the way that I wrote these songs is because I'm so used to being a solo artist, I usually perform them on my guitar solo. So I don't leave room for instrumental sections. I just go to the next line. And so, you know, some of the songs are like four and a half minutes long, but it's me singing from start to finish with barely any gaps, which sometimes that might be too much. But wow, um, it's, it's really, it's hard. Like Wildfire, if you actually listen to it, there's, there's no section for me to just stop and breathe for a second or, or jump around on the stage or, you know, fling my hair around. <laughs> like I'm just, there's no space for that. Um, so that was my bad. And I learned from that when it comes to the performing these songs with the record. Oh my God, I can't. My, <laughs> Blue, get the fuck out of here. My husband is so crazy. Um, oh, is he sneak attacking you? Quarantine stories. Yes, most certainly. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't. laughs> is this gonna turn um, is this gonna turn into taxi cab confessions no okay good. no keep it pg yeah well i already heard too much for that but sorry guys 13 um 13 <laughs> how many f words did i say i don't know you we'll get one count. i think one oh shoot i might have we might have moved to r it's okay sorry <laughs> we're not fcc regulated so we're good um so yeah, I've mumbled on forever. Um, so I love my band and I miss, miss the living hell out of them. And it is making me crazy, crazy that we cannot see each other. We can't perform. We can't practice. 
um, it's, it's just driving me nuts. Like it's all consuming. And it really put me in full stop when we had to cancel all of our South by gigs. I, I, I went to a deep, dark place because our last show, you were there. It was the Vakken metal battle. And I mean, that was, that was the last show. show. Yeah. And then obviously, and then obviously Viper room got moved back or is it still on? Cause that was in June, right? It got moved to May 30th from May 9. May 9th, I that's what really, it was. I really don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, I really don't. And, you know, Vakken is in July. I don't know if that's going to happen either. So, Ugh. I mean, we're the, we're the only band that, that went through the regional state finals. Uh-huh. We're the only band that actually was able to go through that process. We were the first of five more. I think there's five more states or regional competitions that were going to happen. Um, and they weren't even able to, to, to complete. So at the moment, we're the only band, only band assigned to that. Hey, you win. May 30. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't want to win by default. Uh, sometimes, hey, W is <laughs> a, a W. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> I mean, it would be really cool, but it's, it, you know, I, I really love those battles because I thought they were really amazing getting to see everybody put on their best show and like really go crazy. And it's a lot of fun. I gotta um, say, I had a lot of fun judging it. And, you know, when I'm up there, I'm up there as a fan. I'm up there as, you know, a uh, podcast content creator, live stream, you know, I, I kind of wear multiple hats. Um, yeah. but when I'm judging, I take all of that in consideration, but I also, you know, source information like, uh, say, I, like say I didn't quite understand something in the set. I'll ask uh, Cody or Skylar, whoever else is up there judging like, Hey, uh, what happened here? They'll explain it. I'm like, Oh, it, either, either it was on purpose and I just never seen it before, or it was, a, right. or it was a mess up and we needed to dock a point. Um, right. so it was, it, it was just really good. And you guys, you guys have this, you know, everybody, not everybody says it, but you have like this sound, like there's, when you hear it, you're like, Oh, that shit, that's Hannah Bearcat. Hell yeah. Like you, <laughs> you know, because you have one of the, one of the best voices that I've seen come across to come and take it stage. Come on. And, and, and it just, up. and it fits, you know, like you guys just, just good rock with like this chick that can just has a range from the floor to the ceiling. Um, <laughs> so I, I really, I really uh, am happy that you guys are going. I, and even though you guys won and they, and the, the, I guess the, the forward forward on stuff is pushed back and pushed back. I don't think they're going to not do the festival. So I could only assume that you guys are still in line I mean, have you heard otherwise? I haven't heard anything. That's the thing. I just know that a lot of the Danny Wimmer present performances, which are, you know, like um, Sonic Temple and things like that, those have all either been canceled or postponed. So there's, um, it's just, it's disheartening. You know, we, we don't know what's happening. We don't know. We also had a tour planned for July because we have two festivals we're playing um, in the Northeast on the 24th and 26th of July, we have no idea if we should even reach out to promoters. One, if they even want to hear from us, because I'm pretty sure they don't know what's going on and they're in, in a tailspin as well. Um, right. But we can't plan past right now, which is one of the reasons why um, 
I'm doing a lyric video for the song Separation um, because I want to find a way to keep the band connected and keep us doing something that's positive and, and releasing content for our fans and also just staying connected with oh, people. 100%. And this is such a hard time, especially if we were all quarantined together in the same apartment, that would be one thing. But I live with my husband. Um, Lisa lives with one of my best friends in the same building as us. So I do get to see her, which if I couldn't see her, that I would lose my mind. Um, and then we have <laughs> Anthony with his, um, with his girlfriend and Allie with hers. And it's just, everybody's separated and, you know, and safe, which I'm so grateful that they are, but it's, it drives me crazy. Every once in a while, I have to remind myself why we're not seeing each other because mm -hmm. we are trying to keep our entire family safe. And we're trying to, you know, observe the rules. And, you know, I will say this one thing. I have family outside of the U.S. So I listen to the news from other countries. Oh. I highly recommend doing the same because the information that we receive from certain sources here <laughs> is not the most helpful and it is not beneficial to listen to someone telling you not to take precautions because right about now, we should have been taking precautions way more than we have been. So I really recommend checking out those things. Um, good for the brain. Good to understand what's actually going on and understand the severity of the situation around the globe, not just in your own backyard. Because for some people, it doesn't look that scary right now. If you're in a place that's a little more rural or a little less traveled, um, you know, you're, you might not be seeing the full brunt of this thing, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, it's... What's happening outside my door isn't what's happening outside of, you know, someone's door in Kansas or, no. you know, and, you know, not outside somebody's door in New York. So, well, and this is really, this is because this is such a global thing. We really need to start paying attention to what is going on everywhere, not just what's going on right here. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Because once, once one country, you know, when Italy went full lockdown, I was like, okay, that yeah. got that got real quick. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, this thing is moving at a rapid pace and I'm going to put my hope and faith in humanity. I'm going to take a little slice and give it to the doctors and the scientists and the epidemiologists and the virologists and everybody else involved trying to figure this thing out. Um, and in the meantime, Miss Hannah Bearcat, you and the band, I hope you guys stay sane for one and I can't wait to see what you guys do. I, I, I would, God, I almost asked you if you had any shows coming up. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's so weird. Ugh. I honestly, I, I have been asking fans. I went live the other night and I just, I was like, Hey, you know, what's going on? What do you guys want to see from us? What do you, what would make you feel good and connected? And a lot of people ask for like backstories for certain songs and things like that. So I think I'm going to be going live sometime this weekend. Um, I say this weekend, it's already Friday. Um, I don't even know what day it is. What am I saying? It's Friday. Um, it is? Okay. It's Friday. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go live sometime this weekend and do a little solo performance and talk about some music and, and try to stay connected. So that's my, that's my one thing that I feel it, I'm almost discouraged to do it because there are so many musicians on my newsfeed that are going live at all hours of the day. But at the same time, our fans might not have that many musicians that are going live at all times of the day. So true. it's actually, you know, I'm a musician, all my friends are musicians and, you know, my networks are all, all music related. So 
that's not everybody. And I forget that sometimes. I just, I feel lonely. <laughs> I wish that we could all go live on Zoom or something and perform, but that really doesn't work that well. Um, and don't get me started on the Backstreet Boys, you know, live, live in quotations performance <laughs> i'm over here staring at the wall like wait who mentioned backstreet boys do Why? you not know what i'm talking about no the no, no the, radio the live performance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, it just it, <clears throat> it kind of caught me off guard sorry i'm just saying it's been all over it's been all over the internet all my friends are so excited and they're like i made my day it's so great to see them and and it is great it's lovely it's whatever but that's not a live performance and let's no. not kid ourselves that that is what <laughs> we should be expecting from our favorite musicians at any level. Um, That's true. Because yeah. even bands like nothing more who are extremely technologically savvy, they could not, they could not do that. I'm just saying, let's be real. Let's not put, unex, you know, you heard it unta- first. Hannah Bearcat's <laughs> just saying, hashtag Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I've been like, I've been holding that one in for a while. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I saw Dave Grohl perform on that. And I'm like, that's right. He's just sitting there with his acoustic guitar and he's performing because uh-huh. that's what he can do. And mm-hmm. just show what you can do. You know, that's that's what you've got available to you. It's not be put unrealistic expectations on musicians. Um, I say that because I just recorded a, the, my version of the playthrough for Separation for the lyric video that we're going to put out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, and it. I I felt so strange because I was recording it with my iPhone because that's the only camera I have. And I was really worried that that wouldn't look good enough and that the content wouldn't be, you know, um, professional enough. And that's what we're working with right now. All of the bands, we all want to contribute to this video and we all want to be in it. So we're doing our own shoot, whether we have our significant other holds the iPhone or we do it with a GoPro stationary, we're doing whatever we can to try to to pull something off and just unrealistic expectations, Ryan, I'm just saying. No, no, actually one of the, one of the bigger bands, God, was it Testament? Somebody just put out a music video, um, all shot on iPhones during quarantine season. Oh really? They just riffed it back and forth, just remoted everything. Yeah. I'll see if I can find that and share it with you. But I'm like, I I know that a really big band did that for a fact. I know that is facts. I just can't remember which band. So. We're falling in their footsteps. But uh, before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find, where everyone can find y'all at on the socials. Okay. So we're on all of those things. So if you type in hannahbearcat.com, you can go to the main page and it has a link to every single page. It's H-A-N-N-A-B-A-R-A-K-A-T. And we've launched a new merch store. So if you're feeling generous or if you'd really like some new merch, um, there's plenty on there for you. And you can find us on Facebook, I think Facebook is the only one that's a little different. It's Hannah Bearcat music instead of just Hannah Bearcat. I, that, yep. Um, what happened? Are you there? I mean, I am. I oh God. <laughs> I was like, no, we're doing so good. <laughs> All right, Miss Hannah. Well, I wish nothing but the best for you guys. Stay safe. Um, let me know if I can help you out with anything. I'd, question mark i don't know if there's anything <laughs> i can do besides just do stuff like this um, honestly this has been amazing i i enjoy it i'm like i said these are the locked in the closet episodes i'm currently in mine and i know that you said that you just got no, out of your closet <laughs> earlier today 
Um, <laughs> so we just got to do what we got to do. But like I said, I, this is this is my little, you know, break from life, and I know that it will provide some some solace for some people out there to hear that you guys are doing good, and you know everything's so far on the up and up uh, with Han- yeah. with yourself and Hannah Bearcat the band. Um, but I will see you one day. We'll just we'll rain check it. We won't sign oh. it. And uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll obviously be somewhere. Come and take it. Dirty Dog, 6th Street, somewhere. Somewhere. You don't know when the day they say you can go out. I was <sighs> going to say, I just show up at your house. But I don't think. I was like, it's time. I need a hug now. Um, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, and everybody knows me. I'm a hugger. I think, I think most, I think most rock metal folk are huggers. Yeah, I mean. I don't know about that, but you're a good hugger. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right, Miss Hannah, I'll see you later, and thanks for the call. All right. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.